Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hola! Woo! Wednesday night. Thursday morning, depending upon your perspective. I hope you survived your hump day. We got through our hump show and then boom, right into a brick wall. Man, it was a day for the network. So a day that had a lot of moving parts uh, personally as well as professionally. Jay and I managed to reconvene. We're here. We're moving forward. Uh, Big news coming out of the NBA. You probably have heard by now, but if not, we're here to tell you. Damian Lillard did get traded by the Blazers, but not to Miami. Instead, a dark horse? Would you call the Bucks a dark horse? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Find us on Twitter, A-Law Radio, uh, our Facebook page, our YouTube channel named after the show. A lot of you are responding to Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle Part 1. You're demanding Part 2, which is actually my favorite part of that video we recorded last week. It will be available for you before this show is done, we promise. But we got business to attend to right Right now, and we need Chris Haynes from NBA TV and Yahoo Sports to give us a few more of the deets about how Dame ended up in Wisconsin. What I'm told, I'm, I'm about to go in depth um, in this in the story that I'm writing for Future Report on how this really all came about. But I can tell you that, um, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks were brought in, let me see, probably uh, about a, a little bit over a week ago. And it, it, it happened really fast. And that, that's, that's all I can say right now. But the Bucks jumped in really fast, a little bit over a week ago. And um, they got in the mix, and they really and they found out, like, they really had a serious opportunity. And then the um, for the for the Bucks, for the Bucks standpoint, you know, it, it was the, the hard part, the difficult task of including Drew Holiday in a deal. And that, that, that was a tough situation right there. But they felt like Jamie and Lillard embodied what, the Milwaukee Bucks organization is all about family, competitive, trying to do things the right way. And then they, they obviously know Giannis and, and Dane are real good friends. Okay, well, it only came together about a week ago, or at least the very beginnings, uh, and it turned into a bombshell trade. But these two guys, they have got to be marked right now as one of the best one-two punches, one of the best... Uh, combos in the NBA. Of course, that's before we ever see them on the court together in Bucks uniforms. It didn't take long, though, before the Bucks uniform was superimposed on Dame <laughs> next to a photo of Giannis. All that Photoshop ability. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We are excited to welcome our friend Steve Pfeiffer from Milwaukee, 1250 AM. The fans who are 
affiliate there in Milwaukee, but also uh, has got a couple of different podcasts and I kind of feel like it's a great time to be a fan of Wisconsin sports. Steve, let's start with the big news, though. What's your reaction to Damian Lillard as a buck? Stunned. Absolutely stunned. I do a podcast called Green and Growing, uh, and we had just done a podcast last night and talking about, okay, how how did the Bucks get Damian Lillard after the report by Mark Spears on ESPN that the Bucks may be interested? And we were screwing around with it, and we're like, oh, come on, seriously, it's that 10% chance, maybe, probably less than that, that they actually get this deal done. We post a podcast this morning, no big deal. And all of a sudden this afternoon, I'm listening to Jim Rome. My Android phone decided it needed to update. So my phone was <laughs> no. updating, right? I'm at my desk in my office at the radio station, and I'm listening to Rome, and Rome like interrupts his his story about the Dallas Cowboys and starts talking about this big Woj bomb and how it's going to eviscerate everybody in its path. And yada, yada, yada. I'm like, all right, come on, cut to it. What, what's the tweet? Uh, and then he says, you know, that he was traded. I was like, oh, that's probably Boston or the, or the Raptors or somebody. He says the Milwaukee Bucks. I yelled so loud, Amy, <gasps> that people on the sales floor could hear me way down the hallway <laughs> from my office. I was going so crazy. Uh, I was completely shocked. And then, you know, once you see the details of the trade, the Bucks stole them. The Bucks didn't give up anything, really. I mean, Drew Holiday obviously couldn't stay. Uh, Grayson Allen, yeah, okay. I mean, he's he's a nice role player, but that's not end of the world stuff for this team to get Damian Lillard. And then picks you know, six, seven years from now, so be it. If Giannis isn't here, uh, it is what it is. It's going to be a long rebuild regardless. And if Giannis is here, those picks probably won't matter anyhow. All right, well, let's break this down a little bit. I know you mentioned Drew Holiday there. To me, he was so good for Milwaukee. He was exactly what the Bucks and what Giannis needed when he joined them. What did he mean to the franchise? I think he was uh, a huge piece. Remember, I mean, they had, had Eric Bledsoe prior to that, uh, and they were looking for you know a, a more stable force at that point. And coincidentally, when they made that Holiday deal, that's the last time Giannis was looking to sign an extension. Uh, and once they made that Drew Holiday trade, uh, giving up all those picks, that convinced Giannis that they were serious, and he signed the extension. Giannis looking for an extension, and now they go up, one up from what they got with Drew Holiday. You know, they go from a really good player to a great player. Now, there's two sides of this. Offensively, you're much better with Lillard. Averaged 32 points last year in 58 games. He's an absolute stud. Uh, closing games out, he's going to be their closer more so than Middleton or Giannis now. No more debate of who should take the shot at the end of the game. It's Damian Lillard. But defensively, eh, not so great. Uh, and Drew Holiday is probably the best defensive point guard in the NBA, I would say, at this point. Uh, and during that podcast that we were talking about last night, about, okay, if Lillard goes to Boston or Miami, what does that mean? And we both agreed, Nathan Marziano and myself, that Drew Holiday is a perfect guy to defend Damian Lillard. Like, you couldn't build a better point guard to defend Lillard. So now, as a Bucks fan, you're sitting here going, okay, well, Holiday's not staying in Portland. They're going to move him. Uh, and now it's just to see what Eastern Conference team ends up with him. Hmm. Probably have to see Drew Holiday and whatever team that is in the playoffs going up against the newest Buck, Damian Lillard. That's kind of what we think is going to happen. Maybe he ends up with the Clippers or somewhere in the West, but I would imagine he ends up in the East. There have been a lot of rumblings about Giannis. He's looking for more long-term security, has even put it out there very clandestinely that it's okay if he doesn't stay in Milwaukee. What does this tell you about the team when it comes to Giannis? I think this Lillard trade uh, screams loudly of you're not going to use the excuse of that we weren't trying to win a championship and we weren't giving it our all because that was Giannis's biggest thing. 
as long as they're showing me that they're still trying to win championships, I'm good. You know, I'll stay. And getting Damian Lillard, I think, proves to everybody that, yes, this team is still trying to win championships and do the best they can by Giannis. Having said that, the reality of the situation is Damian Lillard has two years left on his deal, as does Middleton, as does Brooke Lopez, as does Giannis. So this is a two-year window. At that point, you have a bunch of old people uh, at that point, and Brooke Lopez, Middleton, uh, and Damian Lillard uh, with Giannis looking for a, a five-year deal. Now, what then? That, that's going to be a big turning point because what do you surround him with? Is he okay going forward with a bunch of guys in the mid to late 30s for another five years into their 40s? I doubt it. Maybe. Uh, and then how do you get young star players to come play with Giannis uh, if those guys aren't part of the picture, that's going to be the big next conundrum. Hopefully, Giannis signs an extension before you get to that point. He's clearly still one of the best players in the NBA and still in that window. You would think he'd be a draw as opposed to the opposite. And now you uh-huh. add Damian Lillard. Wow, what a one-two punch that indicates to me, anyway, that the Bucks are serious about pursuing another title. Yeah, and you're talking about a lethal pick-and-roll combination, right, with Giannis and Damian Lillard kind of like, Murray uh, and Jokic, I guess you could say, for watching Denver last year. It's going to kind of be that similar offensive attack. And then let's point this out, too. When Lillard was successful in Portland and they were making the playoffs and doing their stuff, who was his head coach? Terry Stotts, who is the lead assistant on the Bucks bench right now. Terry Stotts. Lillard gets to come to Milwaukee where his old head coach is, you know, the, the offensive coordinator, I guess you could say, for Adrian Griffin, who's in his first year as head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and they get reunited. Stotts knows exactly how to run Lillard, knows exactly what to do with him in the offense. Nice. And now he has all these extra toys to play with and Giannis and Chris Middleton and stuff like that, and he didn't necessarily have that in Portland. This this offense is going to be stupid good. Uh, and <laughs> defensively, they should be really good. You keep Brooke Lopez still, one of the best defensive centers in the league. They just have to stay healthy. If the Bucks stay healthy, there's no reason that they shouldn't be in the NBA Finals. Steve Pfeiffer is with us from Milwaukee and 1250. The fan also has the green and growing podcast. Lots of stuff about the Bucks and the reaction to the Damian Lillard bombshell. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. I kind of feel like it's a pretty good time to be a Wisconsin sports fan, Milwaukee specifically, as the Brewers clinched their third division title in six years. How dangerous will they be come October? It's all going to depend on the offense. Uh, at the end of the day, that's kind of what it's been all, all year long is how good can this offense be? And Matt Arnold, the general manager uh, of the Brewers, who's kind of taking over for David Stearns, who his deal uh, as a consultant or whatever they deemed him after he stepped aside before the season ends at the end of September. Everybody expects him to take over the Mets job. But since Matt Arnold has been fully in charge, if you look at the, the moves he's made during the season, they've all kind of worked, you know. Uh, Mark Hanna coming over. He's been a big asset. He's had a couple of big hits for the Brewers to this point. Carlos Santana feels rejuvenated and playing at a pretty good level and playing first base uh, pretty much every day for the Brewers, uh, too. And then Josh Donaldson hasn't done anything pretty much all year. He had a few home runs. He's come over, and he's he's been a, a fountain of youth guy, I guess you could say, as well, and a big bolt of energy for this clubhouse. So everything he's kind of touched has worked so far. The question now is going to be, is can this offense, I don't know, throw up four or five runs a game in the postseason? If they can, this Brewers team could make a significant run uh, in the NL because their starting pitching of Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta, 
Those three guys by themselves will match up with anybody in baseball. Not concerned there. Devin Williams, one of the best closers in baseball. I'm not concerned there. Uh, they have a young, talented kid that they brought up during the year called Abner Uribe, throwing over 100 miles an hour. He's a problem to be reckoned with before you get to Devin Williams. So they've got the pitching. The question is, will they get enough offense to be able to win round-to-round in the playoffs? Well, if Christian Yelich can continue on the hot streak he's been on for the last week-ish, that's helpful. It's interesting to think about his journey and his path in his early 30s and was one of the, oh gosh, most talked about highest profile players in baseball, say, five, six years ago. Maybe it's time for him to get back on that October stage and, and make a big splash. Yep, coming off of uh, being having some back spasms and some back issues for a couple of weeks prior to him coming back. And he comes back and right off the bat hits a couple homers his first game back from those back issues. So he needs to stay healthy. And when they gave Yelich a humongous deal uh, years ago, they did not envision uh, leadoff hitter Christian Yelich. They envisioned uh, a number three guy driving, you know, hitting 35, 40 homers and being that guy. He hasn't necessarily been that since, hasn't really been close to that. But now we're getting back to at least being, you know, one of the better leadoff hitters, I would say, uh, in the National League this year, uh, Christian Yelich has been. Uh, and that sets up the rest of the lineup. But you need a couple other guys to come through. Willie Adamas hasn't had the best of years. Uh, and he was a huge part of this Brewers team last year offensively at shortstop. You know, if he gets hot for three, four, five-game stretch here in the playoffs, that could be a gigantic leap uh, for this Brewers team, too. Plus, they got some young guys. Sal Freelich in the outfielder rookie. Uh, Bryce Terang, a uh, rookie, a second baseman. Uh, Garrett Mitchell, uh, you know, a, a young outfielder that they called up for a cup of coffee last year and is technically still a rookie this year who's been hurt now for several weeks. It sounds like he's going to be back for the postseason. How much he'll be able to play, not sure, whether it's just a pinch runner or whatever. But he's been another critical part of this, especially defensively. So uh, you, you've got a good mix here kind of going forward. But remember, Craig Council, the Brewers manager, his contract's up after this year, uh, and nobody knows what he's going to do. Uh, he's not really talking about it. Uh, the owner of the Brewers, Mark Atanasio, has talked about the fact that him and Council have talked, but Craig still wants to wait till the end of the year. Speculation of Council going to the Mets to be with David Stearns, possibly. Uh, speculation of Council taking a year off to watch his kids play college baseball in Michigan. Uh, so nobody really knows what Craig Council is going to do. They win a World Series. He can't possibly walk away after that, can he? No, he definitely can't. Just as a stab in the dark, Steve, who would be your NL MVP? That's Acuna. That's done. I mean, 70 stolen bases, 40 home runs. I think that's the first time it's ever been done uh, in the history of baseball. Now, I don't know about the whole highlight package during the game against the Cubs tonight. I think that was kind of a little over the top, probably. But (laughs) he's got to be the MVP. And you're on the best team in baseball in the Atlanta Braves, in my opinion. I think they're the team to beat right now. Interesting, because Matt Olson on that same roster leads the majors in home runs and RBI. So I sometimes wonder if two guys on the same team kind of cannibalize each other when it comes to votes. So that'll be interesting. Steve Pfeiffer is with us from Milwaukee, where you've got Brewers and you've got Bucks in the spotlight. Packers... Oh, my goodness. I think those roars at Lambeau Field have gone very quickly from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, this offense, and how about an 18-point fourth quarter and a huge comeback last weekend in their home opener. Wow. It is quite interesting. They they take care (laughs) of the Bears. Uh, It really wasn't too difficult of a game. Then they come back against the Falcons. They dominate that game really for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, B. John Robinson uh, and Algier took over and kind of ran all over the Packers' defense. 
And Jordan Love and the Packers' offense couldn't get out of their own way and went three and out three times, and they lose the game in the fourth quarter after owning that game for three quarters. Then you start off the Saints game, the next game, first game at Lambeau for Jordan Love as a starter, and you can't score, seemingly, for a majority of three quarters of that game. You're like, oh, my goodness, what happened to this Packers' offense? And the next thing you know, Jordan Love just says, okay, I've had about enough, and here we go. A big sideline run, uh, you know, gets a first down plus an additional 10 yards. That gets everybody kind of going, makes a couple of big throws, uh, and they win that game. Now, again, yes, the rookie Saints kicker misses a field goal at the end, I realize, uh, and that helped the Packers hold on after they drove down with a chance to win it there for New Orleans. But this Packers seem to be 2-1 and one with the youngest team in the National Football League. Their wide receivers uh, are all young. Christian Watson, their number one receiver, has not played yet. Now they think he's going to play coming up Thursday night uh, against the Lions. We'll see if that happens. He's been out the entire time with a hamstring injury. Aaron Jones has been out. They haven't had Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins, their two best linemen on the left side of the offensive line. It doesn't appear they're going to have them Thursday night either uh, in that game against the Lions. Devondre Campbell, the starting middle linebacker, he got hurt early in that game. Don't think he's coming back. Jerry Alexander had a back injury going into that last game. He didn't play against the Saints. Not sure if he'll play. I mean, they've got so many injuries, like right. a lot of teams do, and I get it. Uh, and then Aaron Jones, he didn't play last week either. He's been out the hamstring. They think he'll be back and able to go tonight on Thursday night. So to be in this position with everything that's happened, if they figure out a way to beat the Lions, and then it's the Raiders after that, and the Raiders are very beatable, uh, all of a sudden this Packers team could be 4-1 and one going into their bye week. That is crazy to imagine. And then if you look at their schedule past the bye week, I think they have two legitimate playoff teams left on their schedule. And everybody else currently left on their schedule, I believe, is under 500. They're going to be significantly better than I think anybody thought coming into the season. But, again, they've got to stay healthy. The one nice thing is, being as young as they are on offense with all these young receivers, uh, rookie tight ends, and so forth, they're just going to get better as the season goes on as they learn how to play together. Uh, and they're they're going to be a formidable team to deal with here in the upcoming years. You have the the Packers podcast, which might have my favorite title of all podcasts, <laughs> Curd and Long. How yeah. excited are people, even as you kind of get a few games in? Are fans over the moon? Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you wouldn't know this, but Bears fans have been awfully quiet for a long time, you know, dealing with Rodgers and Brett Favre. Won a lot of trash <laughs> talking. Didn't really hear a lot from Bears fans. But this offseason, man, they took it to new heights. It was Jordan Fields, or uh, Field, Justin Fields is going to be the MVP, and here come the Bears, and Jordan Love sucks, and the Packers are going to be horrible. And they just came out of the woodwork on social media. And I was like, what is going on? Fields threw for over 200 yards twice all of last year. What, what are we talking about here? And I know they got DJ Moore, but still. Uh, so there was a lot of that. Um, and then I was on a podcast uh, that I, I believe is coming out tomorrow, The Daily Ticket. Uh, with Jeff Rieger from the ticket in Detroit. Uh, we recorded that uh, earlier today, and he was telling me that the hosts on that station, some of the hosts were thinking that it was over for the Packers. Jordan Love wasn't going to be any good. So I, I kind of feel like everybody around the division, to a certain degree, kind of put you know the rest in peace sign to the Packers and figured it's over, thank God. Now somebody else can kind of take <laughs> control of the division. And I'm here to tell you, they're not going anywhere, and Jordan Love does not suck, everybody. He does not suck. He is good. Uh, and he's only going to get better. Mm, I love the fact that the Packers have 
meaning the locker room, the Packers have to a man been so confident in him and how much that must mean to him as he takes over in this position. But yeah, so far, so good with a little spicy fourth quarter comeback for those Packers and their home opener. All right, Steve's got so much to talk about. Kind of an embarrassment of riches right now in Wisconsin sports. So find him on Twitter at Sparky Radio, Steve Pfeiffer, and he's got the Packers podcast, Curtin Long. He's got the green and growing for the Bucks. We're going to have to check in with you again as we unfold here over the course of the fall and the winter. But it's great to catch up with you. Thank you so much. Always a good time. Have a good night. And that is the Thursday night game, as Steve referenced a couple times. The Lions, who are kind of the popular pick, the Cinderella of the ball in the NFL, at the Packers, who may be better than what people expected. Not internally, though, because the Packers have been very supportive and very confident in Jordan Love, and I'm sure that's been a huge help to him. And you hear Steve list the number of injured Packers that they're waiting to return to, especially on offense, and Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. So that NFC North, especially with the Vikings starting out 0-3, is up for grabs. We haven't even gotten to week four, really, in the NFL, but a little bit of a of a preview, a precursor there. I did hear, maybe you've heard by now, that yes, in fact, Taylor Swift will be at MetLife Stadium to support her new friend, Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs. And <laughs> Travis Kelsey opening up on the New Heights podcast. It sparked me because Steve just used the phrase New Heights. I know he wasn't referring to the New Heights podcast, but... It just made me realize we got to get to it. We're almost 90 minutes in. We haven't even talked about Travis and Taylor yet. You gotta fight! (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To the After Hours Podcast. We were both young when I first saw you. I close my eyes and the flashback starts. I'm standing there. I heard she was in the house. Uh, Did you feel it? Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I felt a little bit of pressure. 
Um, and so I knew I had to get it to Travis. And of course, it's on a route that Travis, he, he, he does his own thing and just makes up a route and I throw it to him. So uh, I think he wanted to get in the end zone just as much as uh, all the Swifties wanted him to. You know what, I've met her before. <laughs> Adam, I set him up. I just leave you with it. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you haven't seen it yet, it's easy to find. There is a photo from inside the after party on Sunday. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. There's PDA. Although, is it really public if it's a private party? I don't think we can call it public displays of affection. Marco's face is hysterical. You know we work in sports radio and it's entertainment, correct? How is that affection? She's touching his shoulder. No, no, she's got her arm around him. Oh, please. Okay, hey, if, if, well, I'll use an example of me and, oh, look, I look up and there she is. She's on every TV channel. Anyway, if I'm in a bar slash at a private party with a guy and my arm is around him, it at least indicates that there's a pre-existing friendship, if nothing else, meaning they didn't just meet on Sunday, right? So there had been, there's always the possibility we that he invited that. her. No. Well, I guess there's Again, always the possibility there's without alcohol. involved with all this, too, Come though. Come on. Don't be so there jaded. Really is. I, I'm not jaded. Look, I'll, I'll be fair. Hey, don't yell at me. This I, is my radio show. I'm not a big, <laughs> touchy-feely guy. I'm not that guy that's going to be hugging everybody on the streets. Not my way. On the streets. Okay? Not my thing. I've had more public displays of affection with strangers at a Yankee game than those two had in that picture. So you don't okay? think that her arm around him is an indication of anything? It could be if it was some sort of like, you know, you saw the whole thing. We're seeing one still picture. She mm-hmm. could have been getting her arm around him to go get something. That was not <laughs> affection. Hey, her arm They're is li- on him oh, and she's holding a drink. Yeah, her elbow's barely touching him. <laughs> I'm telling you. I love how you cynical get, you, you are You want to get a better it. picture? I'll listen. That was not it. That that didn't... Oh, look. Her elbow touches his shoulder. Oh, well. They oh, must no. be dating. Uh, well, no, I'm just saying that there I mean, was at least enough of a pre-existing relationship uh, that... I mean, I don't know about you, but I would think out more wedding invitations need to go out for that. I mean, that's that's plenty oh. right there. <laughs> I don't know about you. I mean, says, come on. You're the, you're the bride-to-be in the room. Well, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't base a relationship on that. No. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit much. I think we're reaching for things. Now, we, whether you want it or not. I think it's hysterical. It is a whatever, but I'm sorry. That's not, that didn't, that wasn't a TMZ gotcha moment for me. I, I, I need a little bit more than that. The fact that there was someone inside the party who took the photo and sold it to TMZ, that to me is always the gotcha part. Right. It's crazy to me right. that, that TMZ gets this stuff. Oh, yeah. From inside a private party. Rough for your Trav- friend to say, let me take this picture and sell it to TMZ. I get a cut. Mm, rough. Oh, rough. Oh, you think that it was rough. orchestrated? Rough. By whom? Him I think the or two her? of them and their teams have been all over this publicity. <laughs> all over it. It's really funny because when Bob and I first started dating, he would get 
kind of upset when I would raise my voice and get fired up about something. Why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. I'm just, I'm fired up. But you're yelling at me. No, I'm not yelling at you. We actually had a couple of arguments over the fact that he said I was yelling at him. I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm just talking. This is what I do. Anyway, Marco understands me. Marco gets me. Bob is has come around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it just cracks me up that TMZ was there for the photo, but now you're saying that you believe it could have been orchestrated because she has a new album coming out, and he's got the podcast, which, by the way, is, in fact, number one in the country, his New Heights podcast Funny with his how that brother. Worked. Yeah, his jersey sales are through the roof. Wow. So huh. people want to hear what so they have to say believe, afterwards? you believe it's orchestrated. Man, I like it's it. funny how publicity works All like right. that. All right. Interesting that they maybe... The more you put out there that... Their two PR reps, do you think they dreamed this up? All of a sudden, something comes behind it. Like, oh, by the way, I'm also selling this. Oh, wow. That's how that worked. That was... Oh. And, and I guess it's oh. the, like, the debut of her era's tour in movie theaters. They're actually playing film footage in movie theaters Wait, of her era's tour. Time out. This I yeah. here. We're going to watch movies mm-hmm. of the tour. So not only are you paying. Well, we the, probably aren't. But no, we're talking about the collective we. Swifties, I'm not doing anything. Swifties. Um, so you go to the concert and yes. then and they're going to make a movie like it. Like we're talking like a feature 90 minute, two hour movie. Mm-hmm. Go see this. And ba- it's, and based it's, on her concert. Yeah. As in live. It was filmed live at the concerts and then turned into movies. Mm-hmm. Really funny, too, because every night I get one random tweet or one random Facebook post. We don't care. I mean, that's just BS. You you may not care, Matt, and Marco, you may not care, but trust me when I say the majority of the sports world and the news world, it's transcended sports. It's not like you're seeing it, I mean, you're seeing it on People, USA Today, various news networks. Oh, people care. Absolutely, people care. So I apologize to you, Matt. But the good news is there's plenty of other outlets. Although good luck finding one that isn't talking about Taylor Swift. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. We think it's funny. Travis Kelsey and his brother Jason do the New Heights podcast. We got to talk about it. Yeah, my personal life, that's not so personal. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) I did this to myself, Jason. I know this. Well, Trav, um, how's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? (laughs) I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her. You know, the friends and family. She looked amazing. Everybody was talking about her in great light. And on top of that, the day went perfect for Chiefs fans, of course. We scripted it all, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but um, to see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the high fives with mom, to see how, you know, Chiefs Kingdom was all excited that she was there. That shit was absolutely hysterical. It was definitely a game I'll remember. That's for damn sure. And then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Everyone, literally. Everyone, even Bill Belichick. He hasn't Dude, talked much about me about outside that? of, you know, game weeks that we've played, but he made sure to remind me that that's the best catch I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Dude, that was a great line by Bill. Hilarious. And then you got Coach Reed telling everybody he's Cupid. He's been manifesting this the whole time. He's the one that set us up. Yeah, so kind of funny that you've got two of the longest tenured coaches and two lifers that are both talking about this. So Bill Belichick was on our Boston affiliate, WEEI. If you haven't heard it, they asked him about Taylor Swift because he's a big he's a big Taylor Swift fan. They asked him about Taylor and Travis. Travis Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. <laughs> this would be the biggest. <laughs> I mean, Belichick has a sense of humor when he wants to. And as I say, he's a Swifty. He's already admitted that. He went to the concert in the rain at Gillette Stadium. So that's one. And then, of course, Andy Reid, 
we heard it in the open, joked about the fact that he set Travis and Taylor up. So the Kelsey brothers go on to talk about Andy Reid, the GOAT. 53, AJ. I know that he had met the Swift family before, so I don't know. He could have been uh, in the background the whole time. Dude, Coach Reed playing matchmaker? Who knew Cupid was so big? <laughs> oh. Shout out to Taylor for coming through and seeing me rock the stage. <sighs> Shout out to Taylor for coming through and seeing me rock the stage. I'm happy for him. He's such a big, giant goofball. Loves his mama. It's like, oh, it's so cool to see Taylor with mom, giving her high fives. and That's cute. It's cute. Sure. I just don't believe any of it. I don't. Okay. I don't. All right. We'll Look, see. Again, if, if they get together, I don't care. I'm not I'm not hating on the fact of they're dating or they're not. I don't care. I just, just don't, don't believe, believe it. it's authentic. I don't believe it. And I also don't believe that that's really like a date. Like I've, if you actually truly want to date and are trying to date, I realize how difficult it is in the public eye. Yes. There is no way that in the beginning of your quote unquote relationship, you got Taylor Swift three inches from your mother hanging out at the Chiefs game. That is not how you introduce her to your parents if you truly want to really date. Well, there have been rumors that they'd hung out in the past, so this may not have been their first date. But he mentions the getaway car. There are people who saw it who are now saying that Travis and Taylor got into his convertible and left, so left Arrowhead Stadium. And then we we mentioned he rented out an entire top floor of a restaurant. I think wow. it's called Prime in Kansas City. And they were making all the other patrons leave so that Taylor could have this whole private party to meet his family and friends. Mom even showed up there. I'm just saying. Oh, he, I'm convinced now. He, he I, rolled out the red carpet to to impress her. Yeah, must be really that that must have been rough to rent out a, a restaurant. That must have been really rough. As opposed to what? Do I, I a mean, late night flight to Paris? Honestly, that would be, <laughs> I, I mean, re, let's let's be fair. That that would be the equivalent of one of us taking a date to McDonald's, okay? That is not going to do it for me. No man's ever rented Stop. out a restaurant for me. Uh, do you date people that are multimillionaires? No, I wouldn't. Well... Well, Wait, can I tell you something really funny that well. actually that actually sparks something in my brain? So Boomer, our friend Boomer Esiason, who works for our New York affiliate and does the morning show, which starts right after we get off the air here and after hours, he said to me yesterday morning, because I sent him a photo of the wedding invite just so I could show him mm-hmm. what it looks like, because on the back of the wedding invite that we did on Shutterfly, there's a montage of photos of Bob and I, and so it kind of reflects our personality as a couple. Anyway, kind of cute. So I had showed I it. This. Well, I'll show it to you if you would like to see it. I showed it. I showed it. All I got was a stamp. I, I, I saw the balloons on the stamp. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We actually, you know, work together. Jay's seen it. Okay. Okay, anyway. All right. So you you sometimes just don't show up for a week at a time. So I don't ever know when you're going to be here. I'm here. Although I'm not here next week. See what I'm saying? Exactly. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) back to the point of hand. Boomer says to me, he's asking me all these questions. When's the wedding? Who's moving? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, By the way, in order to get the answers to those questions, you have to go to our YouTube channel and uh, check out Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle. His last question, does he have money? I just looked at him. I, like, I was flabbergasted. That's what Boomer asked me. Does he have money? And this is not a shot at Boomer. I like Boomer. Uh, people with money usually ask if you got money. Yeah. That's usually how it works out. Does he have money? First of all, I would never marry someone for money. Second of all, I have my own bleeping money. I don't need some man's money. Awesome. <laughs> 
No. Well, you have your own money, you, too. I do? You well, throw okay. it out there. So I Fine. If you, if you would like to borrow some money, you absolutely can. Borrow? No, I'm good. Oh, oh, would you like a gift? Uh, that's all right. I feel like when I get married, you're supposed to give me a gift. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't give yeah. me a gift. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see the invitation. I that's true. Yeah. It's true. That's what, how you know. That yeah. I don't I, that, expect I know gift. where I am on, on, the, okay. on the ladder. That's Boomer the thing gets the about, pictures no. and the texting. I get here. Look, look. That's, we got to stand. I, I kind of get nervous about <laughs> giving people invitations or showing people invitations because I don't want them to think. A lot of people think if you send an invitation that you're supposed to give something in return. We do not want gifts. So I'll show you the invitation. <laughs> no gifts allowed. That's the thing. We don't want gifts. Done. Gifts or gifts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so much fun. Maybe this is why I haven't shown you anything. It's not fun at all to talk about this with you. <laughs> you don't try to rain on my parade. I'm not raining on anything. Except for Taylor and Travis. That, I'm just calling out the BS. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Huh? I don't buy it. We'll see. We'll see whether or not it has legs. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, our Facebook page, too, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The big news, Dame is soon to be a buck. The baseball playoff picture is coming together. Uh, Travis and Taylor may or may not be real. Uh, College football on the horizon, too. A lot to get to. In fact, top of the hour, we'll do at least one half of QB News. That'll be fun. Uh, And let's update you on what's going on in the AL West. How about that? How about Dem Apples? You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And the pitch ripped into right field, a base hit. That's in the gap. Peterson will score easily. Cutting it off on the track is Sheets. Perdomo giving the wave around third. He, too, will score. And Carroll gives Arizona the lead on a two-run double. The right-hander ready. He fires, and bam, rips a line drive into left field. That's a base hit. Carroll's going to score easily. And it's now 3-0 Diamondbacks on Pham's 32nd RBI of the year. We know it's right in front of us, and uh, we control our own des- destiny in, in this particular situation. And getting to the playoffs as a wild card team, we're proud of where we're at, but we're taking nothing for granted. We are a very humble group, and these guys are hungry. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Holding on to hope in Arizona, Tori Lavello. They have 
taking care of their business in the last two weeks. So they've won eight of their last ten. And while they cannot ascend as far as the top wild card in the National League, right now they have a two-game lead over the Marlins and Cubs who are tied for that third NL wild card. And time is running out. Four games left. That's what three or four games left, depending on if it's a three or four game series uh, over the weekend. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. That's Arizona. We talked about Miami and Chicago in the first hour, and it's a fluid situation. So we have through the weekend to see how this plays out, but still so much that has to be decided, including that AL West title. Three teams, all three teams at the top Texas, Houston, Seattle still alive. Runners on first and third, 1-0 count. Breaking ball, hit well. Deep to left field, Moore going back. That ball is gone! Dubon, a three-run shot! How do you like that? Tenth home run of the season for Dubon. And a big 4-1 to lead for the Astros. The biggest hit of his career. The call with Steve Sparks on Astros Radio. That's kind of fun for Dubon. So the Astros, they've scuffled over the past two weeks, but they get the win. However, the Rangers also pick up a win, and they've played exceedingly well. Remember when they were on their way out? They looked like they were they were sinking to the bottom, if you will, uh, like a rock in water or a stone through water. And then they just took off like a shot again. Their offense, it it, it ran dry. They couldn't come up with a big hit. Uh, how many times did Bruce Bochy say that they just couldn't come up with the big hit with runners in scoring position? And they lost, what did they lose, like six, seven in a row? But they were really struggling. Houston had taken over the lead in the AOS, not to mention the Mariners had passed them too. And then, boom, they turned it all around. And we- I... Weirdly, since the Scherzer injury is when they started to turn it around. <laughs> True. Weirdly. Like, remember how they started out uh, so hot? And they really were on top of the division for almost the entire first half. And that was despite the fact that Jacob deGrom was injured and was out pretty quickly. So they're doing this with offense in a lot of cases. But yeah, the Rangers win again. They're two and a half up on the Astros, who are holding off the Mariners right now. And there's only four games that separate those three teams atop the AL West. Scott Service, not giving up, knows there's a lot of real estate. They still have to go through these next four days. Our season's not over. We just need help right now. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to wash it off. We've got to come back tomorrow and figure out a way to win a game. You know, and, but we are going to need some help, uh, which is unfortunate because you look back and we, we did here uh, just a few days ago kind of control our destiny. But you got to win ball games, and, and we weren't able to, to get it done in this series. Yeah, so here's what Seattle ran into the last week. They dropped all three games in a series at Arlington. So against the Rangers, they got swept. That's brutal. That's actually one of the major stepping stones the Rangers used to get back on top of the division. So the Rangers sweep them at Arlington. Then they're back home in Seattle, and they drop two of three against the Astros. So really painful, well, AL West 
snippet, AL West swing. Uh, well, they did end up winning the three games that they played against the Oakland A's, so that was big. Uh, but th- before that, they got swept by the Dodgers. So it's been uh, all or nothing for the Mariners the last two-plus weeks. So really stressful for them now, as Scott Service says, we don't control our own destiny. And, yeah, if you look at either the AL West, which I just mentioned, they're four games out, but the wild card is really what they're looking at now. The Mariners are a game and a half behind the Astros, who are a half game behind the Blue Jays. So it's three teams for the last two wild cards because the (laughs) non-winner, the runner-up in the AL East, will have the other American League wild card and will be the top seed. It definitely is Fun to see these teams like ramp up the sense of urgency, right? Because this is good preparation for what's to come in October. Uh, And we're talking about fresh blood here. Not the Astros, of course. The Mariners made it last year. So they were able to end what was sports longest playoff drought. But the Blue Jays, uh, it's cool to see them in the mix and the way they're capitalizing finally, uh, you know, kind of piecemeal it together for the last couple of years. Uh, but also to see the Rangers, who've been working and working and working to get to this point. They've spent a lot of money. they brought in a lot of high-profile players and Bruce Bochy. And now it's finally coming together. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.